This is your moment. Your moment to move forward and make progress. It's time to see where an education can take you. For over 130 years, Strayer University has been at the forefront of change, offering programs that help students like you get ahead and stay ahead, so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef. Consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check out our cruise news updates at CruiseRadio.net. Also, our app is now free for iPhones. If you want to check it out, it's Cruise Radio Live in your iPhone app store. On this show, lots of estrogen flowing about. We'll talk to listener Sarah Phillips from Delaware about her latest sailing aboard the newly refurbished Carnival Glory out of Miami. But first, the cruise editor for TravelPulse.com joins us with cruise news. Teresa Norton-Masick, welcome. Well, I'm happy to join you, but is there ever such a thing as too much <laughs> testosterone? I know, right? <laughs> not so, for my <laughs> nice Teresa right to the cruise news celebrity reflection is officially in Miami in fact uh, how long will she be there and what itineraries are we going to see well she's in Miami right now for the winter through April 13th doing seven night eastern Caribbean cruises so your ports of call are you know San Juan Puerto Rico St. Martin St. Kitts And um, April 20th, she will depart on a transatlantic cruise as she heads over to Europe for the summer season. And we're talking about 10 and 11 night Eastern Mediterranean cruises. Nice. That go to places in Greece, Turkey, and Italy. You know, we just got off that ship a couple of days ago, and she is a beauty. Yes, she is. I agree with you wholeheartedly. The, The solstice class is very popular. It's sort of stylish, you know, a little sophisticated, but not stuffy or anything like that. Looks like Disney Cruise Line is going to base their entire fleet in Florida in 2014. Is this a big step for the line? I think it's sort of a big step. You know, um, now that they have four ships, they've been sending some of them um, around the world, really. Um, You know, they've gone to Galveston, Los Angeles, um, the Mediterranean. So now the, the Disney dream and the Disney fantasy will be joined by the Disney Magic, which is coming home to Port Canaveral, which is, of course, Disney's home port, being as close to Orlando as it is. Of course. And uh, the Disney Wonder will home port in Miami. These cruises will all be operating from January through either May or August, depending on their individual um, itineraries. You know, going to the Bahamas, but the primary um, goal, I think, is that most of the ships, almost all these cruises, will go to Castaway Key, which is Disney's private Bahamian island, and I have to believe probably the most popular port of call on all Disney cruises. And speaking of the families, Royal Caribbean expanding their partnership with DreamWorks. Now, uh, how big is this expansion? Well, it's really just bringing it to one more ship, um, the DreamWorks experience to the Mariner of the Seas, and it will start on that. that. That'll be the sixth Royal Caribbean ship that has this DreamWorks experience. And they're adding it to the Mariner in May, and that'll be when it goes to the Far East, though. 
Uh, and DreamWorks Experience, you know, basically, um, it was launched in November of 2010. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you've got the, the characters like the Shrek characters and... Um, you know, they have a character breakfast from all the DreamWorks movies. So it was just announced that Viking River Cruises is ordering a million more long ships. What are the well, details? Not quite a million, but close. <laughs> it seems Basically, like it. Basically, uh, this week they announced they ordered 10 more. And the long ships is basically what they call their river cruise ships. So that means Viking River Cruises, which is one company, in 2013 will introduce 10 new river vessels. And that's up from eight, we previously thought. And then in 2014, with this new order, there's going to be eight ships entering service in 2014. Um, basically, last year, or this year, rather, they, they brought out six new ships. Yeah. And so that means by the end of 2014, they will have introduced 24 new ships in a three-year period. That's so awesome. And I have to say, I love the long ship. It is so amazing. Yeah, they're very nice. They have a lot of very modern features. Carnival Cruise Lines is rolling out prepaid fun ship cards. What exactly are these, and can you actually book with one of these? Yeah, basically, I had a meeting with um, the vice president of Worldwide Sales for Carnival, Joni Rain, um, a couple of days ago. And basically, she says these are exactly like the gift cards you buy anywhere nowadays. Carnival um, will let you load up to $1,000 nice. on these cards. And you can use them to buy the cruise. You can use them to buy anything on board. So it's pretty flexible. And and Joni was suggesting that, you know, if people wanted to give um, an engaged couple some of these cards that they could use for their honeymoon, or if your friend is going on a cruise and you want to give them a little gift or something, you can buy them on board. You can also buy them in advance. Big news out of the Norwegian camp. The whole design was released for the upcoming Norwegian getaway, which is going to be uh, based in Miami. What are the details on it? Well, they've commissioned a Miami artist. Um, they describe him as a modern artist and muralist. And his name is David Le Batard, but he goes by um, a nickname, apparently, Lebo. Okay, well, there you go. Norwegian likes to have their ships, you know, sort of convey the ambiance of their home port. So the Norwegian getaway is going to be in Miami. Um, this artist will be pay- painting a tropical ocean artwork on the hull with a mermaid, um, the sun, pelicans, and palm trees. So, you know, really befitting Miami. Well, yeah, they also recruited Peter Max to do, um, what is it, Norwegian Breakaway? It's going to be based in New York? Yes, exactly, yeah. and he's doing a New York-inspired Hull um, artwork, you know, featuring the Statue of Liberty and other iconic New York landmarks. And on the subject of Norwegian Breakaway, beer and hot dogs for all, huh? We're there. Aren't we so there, Doug? Yes, all. <laughs> beer and hot dogs, you can't get better than that. Mm. And, yeah, it's kind of a cute thing. Um, you know, like, as I said, they're trying to offer New York-inspired things on the Norwegian Breakaway so this is the Sabret Hot Dogs, which is sort of the iconic hot dog cart you see through New York, you know, with the yellow and blue umbrellas. Um, so they're going to have those on the ship um, in a couple of different places, including the pool deck, which should be cool. And the beer is apparently the Brooklyn Breweries Brooklyn Lager. So that will be offered in the Uptown Bar and Grill. So it gives you the flavor of New York while you're on board. Teresa, did I read correctly the Norwegian Cruise Lines is offering cruise tours in Italy? Yes, you did read that. Um, it's a new addition. Um, the Norwegian Jade and the Norwegian Epic are going to be in the Mediterranean um, 
next year, next summer, and they're launching these new Italian cruise tours, which means you combine your cruise, um, the seven-day cruise, with some time on land, which is pretty cool. A lot of cruise lines offer this. So it makes sense. They'll be 11 to 15 days all together, including the cruise. And, you know, you'll get to see the iconic sites in Italy and uh, Rome. You know, all, it's a good idea. I think it'll be welcomed by their passengers. If you want to find out more about these stories, head to TravelPulse.com. She is the cruise editor for TravelPulse.com and editor-in-chief of Vacation Agent Magazine, Theresa Masick. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome, Doug. Glad to do it. This is Cruise Radio. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. It's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or better? They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? Actually being able to talk to a human being. And they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website. And they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now. TripInsurance.com. Joining us now is listener Sarah Phillips from Delaware. She just returned on a seven-night Caribbean cruise from the newly refurbished. When I say newly refurbished, I mean Guy's Burger Joint Funship 2.0 refurbished Carnival Glory. Sarah, welcome to Cruise Radio. Thanks. So let's talk about embarkation out of Miami. Did you fly into Miami, and how was your transportation to the port? Because I know it can be complete hell sometime. This one actually was pretty smooth. We um, we flew into Fort Lauderdale, actually, because it's a little cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, what is what I typically find with Miami is it's cheaper to fly to Fort Lauderdale. Um, so we flew in there. We stayed overnight on Saturday night because we sailed on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did private transportation. It was about $15 each way round trip, So, um, which was nice. I was like, I can afford that. Was, it, was that cheaper than the cruise line transport, ground transfers? It was, and the cruise line one, you had to go from the airport, mm-hmm. so because we didn't fly in the uh, day yeah. of. Um, now, our friends that sailed with us did fly in the day of, and they used the cruise line transfer, and they said it was really cool because they were able to check in at the airport, mm-hmm. and when they got to the port, they didn't have to wait in line again. They could just get right on the ship. That's awesome. Yeah, Carnival just implemented that uh, about a month or so ago. So uh, embarkation in Miami, once you finally got mm-hmm. to the port, how was that? Was it pretty smooth? It was. The minute we got there, the heavens opened and unleashed. Um, but um, other than that, it was actually, it was really smooth. Um, this was my first VIP check-in, so um, of course it was really smooth for us. I and mean, We had sailed of Miami, um, our very first cruise on the Elation, years ago. Mm-hmm. 
and it was terrible. We waited in long lines. Like it, the terminal was really dingy and dark, and this was like a whole new cruise terminal. It was really nice. So you check in, you get your sign and sail card, your new platinum one, yes. and you're <laughs> on board the ship. You take your picture. Your first impressions of Carnival Glory, what were they? It was clean. It was bright. That was that was my first thing. And then I was like, all right, where's the food? Um, <laughs> take, me to, take me to the guy's bar, the guy's burger bar, please. Yes. Um, so it was, you know, we walked in the lobby and I was like, you know, I could see they had done, like, it was still the same colors. Like, they didn't obviously tear out all of the, uh, the gaudiness, but uh, it was definitely a marked improvement from five years ago. Very cool. As far as the staterooms, uh, did you stay in a balcony or an interior? We actually had an inside with a picture window. How'd you like it? Um, loved it. It was in the very front of the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were actually two decks below the bridge. And we kind of had that like little private deck um, that a lot of people don't know about that you can go out on and as you go into all the ports. Right. But, um, it was really nice. It was funny. We walked in, and um, there's a sign right by the window that says, curtains must be closed at night for navigational purposes. <laughs> right. And I was like, oh, so if the ship goes down, it's because my window is open. Good. <laughs> <laughs> or for peepers who want to look inside yeah. your window, walking outside that secret deck. Exactly. Well, the funny thing is, is we didn't realize that you can't see in our room during okay. the day because of, like, the window tinting. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, all these people, when we came into St. Thomas, were, like, out on there watching us come into St. Thomas, and there was a, a bench right in front of our window. So it was all I could do not to, like, beat on the window and scare the kids sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> I refrained. <laughs> nice. And, of course, with all the new Funship 2.0 enhancements, we have to talk about the food. What did you think about the food, the Guy's Burger joints, the uh, the Blue Iguana Cantina, the George Lopez Comedy Brunch? How, how was it all? Um, I've never eaten so much food on a cruise ship in my entire life. Nice. I, I think I gained, like, five pounds. But um, <laughs> it was the best food I've had. Um, of course, Embark Day, we went to Guy's first. No line. That's the time to go, Embark Day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the best burger I've ever had. Like, I don't know what the SMC, the super melty cheese they use is, but it was the best burger. And the fries, I, would, I just kept going up and asking for more fries. Yes. <laughs> it was so good. And I loved the bar they had with all the toppings and everything. So it was, it was amazing. The blue iguana we ate at, I think, the second or third day. And, oh, my gosh. <laughs> now, that, that's a taco and a burrito bar for the listeners who don't know, correct? Yes, it's a taco and burrito. So they have it's two sided. So one side you get your tacos, and the other side you get your burritos. Um, but it's oh, they make their tortillas. They home make them like right in front of you in the machine. Um, they are so good, and you can get um, fish, chicken, or um, pork. Um, I only have the chicken because I'm a big chicken fan. But my uh, my friend Ashley got the taco and the pork, and she loves the um, not the taco, the fish. She loves the fish. That was her favorite one. Um, but the best part about the blue iguana is the salsa bar. They have like 10 different kinds of salsa and all different like flavors for all different tastes. But it was, the bar was the best part. Whatever shredded cheese they had there, I clearly liked the cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have the watermelon salsa? I did. So good. I I think I had all of them multiple (laughs) times. Nice. Because we would just go up and ask for the tortillas and then just eat the salsa. You know, I've got to say one of my favorite things with Funship 2.0 is going to be the George Lopez Punchliner comedy brunch held in the main dining room. Um, I believe it's uh, on sea days. Is that correct? Yeah, it's only on sea days. Um, it's phenomenal. It's some of the best food I've had because it's so different. You like a um, southwestern flair, right? Mm-hmm, it does. 
it's um you know it has things like um huevos y carne and churros the churros are amazing um but it's it's nice like they have this cool thing with the french toast where you can get french toast covered in cereal like frosted flakes and fruit loops right. and things like that um the their tomato soup is really good um but they have the nice thing is, is if you go to a lot of cruises and you get the same things like the food's good but you kind of get used to it yeah so this was like a nice flair, and it just it had a lot of flavor to it. Um, I will say, if you're going on one of the ships that has it, you're going to wait in line for it because it's new and people are trying it out. Mm-hmm. So the first sea day, we waited um, like an hour, an hour and a half to get in to the brunch. Um, I believe they served 1,200 guests the first day, and they were not expecting that. Yay! So, yeah. <laughs> so it was um, it was like a three-hour process overall to get brunch that day. Um, and the the comedy is kind of it's hard for the comedians to compete with food. Well, you know what though? It's also hard because they're comedians. They're used to the late night drunk crowd, not the mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine a.m. morning crowd. Where you know they don't even want to be out of bed yet. No, they don't. Because we <laughs> talked to a couple of them, and um, you know they were like, "This is not like how do you compete with food?" And we're not up this early. Like <laughs> we don't we don't know what this is. But <laughs> so, what did you think about the taste bar? That's like the little uh, the little tease of appetizers before like dinner and such. Correct? Yes, that was actually pretty cool. Um, it's on the promenade deck, so it's it's got a really good location. It's where the old sushi bar used to be. Um, and we went on Cucina del Capitano night because mm-hmm. um, I had eaten at that on the Magic, and right. it was. So good. I was like, oh, my gosh. They were saying, had Cucina del Capitano on the ship. But they had Cucina on um, that one. They had Red Frog um, one night. They had the Emerald Steakhouse one night. They had sushi one night. So it was a nice way to taste different restaurant options throughout the um, like the fleet and things they offer. What were your thoughts about Carnival's food in the main dining room? Um, I like the food in the main dining room. That's, that's one of my favorite things about cruising is you know meeting new people, having dinner every night. Um, but as much as I like it, and I would never pass up Grand Marnier Souffle, right. um, I kind of wish they would change the menu up a little bit. So, you know, this is my 10th cruise. I'm kind of getting used to the menu. I know that, like, the last night is crab cake and Grand Marnier Souffle. Mm-hmm. So it would be nice if they mix it up a little bit more so I'm not like, oh, you know, tonight's a good night for the steakhouse because I don't like this menu. So The steakhouse is pretty good. Next sailing, you'll have to try that on there. The Emerald Room Steakhouse, I believe it's called. It's uh, it's totally worth the surcharge. What did you think about the entertainment on the ship? Because this ship also has their new uh, Playlist Productions, which is their new Broadway review type things, right? They did. They had um, two brand new production shows. Um, So we were actually the first ones to see them. They did not do them on the three-day sailing out of Dry Dock. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first one was called Divas. And I actually really enjoyed it. I'd kind of gotten stale some of the shows yeah um but this one was it started very interactive so um josh the cruise director and everson the assistant cruise director actually came out and introduced the show very interactively with audience participation um so that was it kind of you know every you could see everyone was a little bit more excited and into the show um so that was really cool and um they really changed the way they did the show so they only have eight singers and dancers total um, and all of them could sing. So they have four guys and four girls. Um, so they're all singers, and it's just it's a different feel. I definitely, I really enjoyed it. And the second show was Motor City, mm-hmm. and it was also very interactive. Like the four male dancers came out, and they started talking um, to the crowd and interacting with the crowd and, like, dancing with the crowd. So 
the interactiveness I thought was a nice new touch. Um, and I felt like people were generally more into the shows because they had that at the beginning. So the ports you hit, it was a seven-night Caribbean cruise. What ports did you hit? And um, did any ports really stick out to you as something like you have to do when you go there? Um, we did. Um, we first port was Nassau. Um, and if you have not been to Atlantis, you have to at least go to Atlantis because it's beautiful. Expensive, but beautiful. So, I mean, you can take a taxi over there. It's it's awesome. It's well worth seeing. Um, we did paddleboarding, which was fun. But um, Nassau is a fun port. You were just talking about going over to the Atlantis um, when you get to Nassau, Bahamas. You can also take a boat ride over there for $3 each way. And it's a it's a pretty scenic ride. It takes like 15 minutes each way and uh, definitely worth the six bucks round trip to do that. So you went to St. Thomas. Um, you went to San Juan, Nassau. Was there any other places? We did. We, our last port was Grand Turk. Love it. I love Grand Turk. Love, love, love it. It was our very first cruise we did Grand Turk. So it's been six years since I went to Grand Turk. And I still love it. It's one of the best ports because it's so low-key and chill. Like, the beach is right there. The Margaritaville is right there. It's Grand Turk is a good time. What I like about it is it's impossible. Well, it's not impossible. Nothing is. But you can't really get left behind there because the ship is pretty much right above the Margaritaville and stuff. You can't miss it. You'd have to be pretty wasted to miss the ship in Grand Turk. Yes, yes. totally. <laughs> you would, yeah, because... And it can only hold two ships. Um, and I think Carnival is the only company that goes to Grand Turk because they built that pier. Um, so we were in port with Princess? Yes, Princess that day. So When I was there, yeah, I was on Holland America's Eurodam, and we were there with Carnival Miracle, I think, out of New York whenever I was there. So, yeah, it must be a Carnival a carnival thing. And a couple, I think a couple of the small luxury lines uh, also go there as well. Um, Okay, so on the seven-night sailing, you had two sea days. Now, do you have any tips for folks who may be sailing Carnival Glory, like where to go to kind of get away from the crowd during the sea days, any kind of uh, nook or cranny you you might have found? I did actually find kind of a secret spot that no one was there. Um, on the deck that has the running track, I did actually run once. Okay. Um, there are a bunch of deck chairs up there, and you have a – it's on the very back of the ship – um, we have a beautiful view like of the ocean and there's no one up there. So if you want to find a deck chair without fighting off the chair hogs, um, it's definitely up on that deck. Um, and you're away from Lido, so you don't really hear the music. So it's Serenity is usually really busy. Um, and it's hard to find a chair or a hammock or a cabana that's free, but the back of the ship where that running track is, is it's very nice. Yeah. I noticed the same thing too, whenever I was on, in fact, I also noticed, um, Sir, well, besides the chair hogs and Serenity, um, mm-hmm. I noticed at nighttime, it's like the prime time to go lay in a hammock in Serenity because there isn't a lot of people up there. Serenity is so nice. I love the cabanas and the hammocks. We actually um, were hanging out there as we came into St. Thomas because we came into St. Thomas about 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we were up, had breakfast. And it was nice just to sit in the cabana and kind of watch the ship parallel park in St. Thomas. Nice. So that was pretty cool. Um, I just like being out on the deck at night. The other thing, because they have the Seaside Theater, so they do the dine-in or dive-in movies. I should say dine-in because there's popcorn. But <laughs> the dive-in movies, it's awesome. The last night they showed um, Sherlock Holmes and then Clue, and I love Clue. So it was really cool to watch Clue, you know, with the blanket yeah. on the on the Lido deck. So I definitely enjoyed the, the dive-in movies. They were fun. So your cruise came to a close, and how efficient was the disembarkation process? It was actually 
actually pretty smooth. They did a good job calling it. Um, they're really the lines weren't super long. One thing that I thought was really cool that they did is um, Josh, the cruise director, Everson, the assistant cruise director, um, and like three or four of the social hosts, three or four of the entertainment staff were all down there to say goodbye to you. And I haven't ever really seen the cruise director do that before. They were all there, you know, telling everyone, you know, thanks for coming. We hope you had a good time. So it really felt like, you know, even though you were leaving, like there was still that personal touch, like, you know, thanks for being here and have a safe trip home kind of thing. Yeah, it's a great, like, last impression kind of thing when you're getting off the ship. What did, mm-hmm. did you Have you booked your next cruise already? I haven't paid for it yet. But you have <laughs> but your eye on one. I have my eye on two, actually. Um, one is the Valor out of San Juan. And then um, the Carnival Glory, again, actually. I enjoyed the ship so much that I am looking to book um, the Glory next summer out of Boston or New York and um, to go to Halifax. And I'm going to sound like a total nerd, but I really want to take the Titanic tour. That's what I did in Halifax. It was pretty and cool. I'm such a Titanic nerd. I can't I can't help it. She is listener Sarah Phillips from Delaware. Thank you so much for your review, your detailed review on Carnival Glory. And thanks for being on Cruise Radio. Oh, thanks a lot. It was uh, my pleasure. All right, that's going to do it. Take Cruise Radio with you wherever you go. Simply search Cruise Radio Live in your smartphone app store. You can actually subscribe to our cruise news updates at cruiseradio.net. It's on the uh, upper right-hand side of the website. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio.